Hello and welcome to The Yarn. I'm Marius Cumming and this is the first episode for 2017. I hope it's a good year for you and another great year for wool. Do you receive Beyond the Bale? Well, if you don't, uh, you can. It's a free magazine that's currently sent to 37,000 wool growers across Australia. As I said, anyone can get it and later we'll hear from the man that actually puts it together. We'll also hear about a very successful education program that has connected thousands of school students to wool. It's fresh, it's new, it's something that students are interested in learning about um, because of that sustainability factor as well. But let's first talk about measurement and it's important to measure your success or otherwise. All businesses measure their performance in one way or the other and farmers are certainly no different and in turn AWI. Economist Dave Collins runs the ruler across major projects at AWI and in doing so has a fair say in whether they continue. Dave, I'm not exactly sure how to introduce you. Could you do it yourself, please? Yep, sure, uh, Marius, thanks. Uh, I'm actually uh, contracted to AWI. I work for BEA Group, which is an environmental and, and uh, economic consultancy company, and we've been providing services to Australian Wool Innovation for a few years now to support their measurement and evaluation processes. Right. So I'm almost more confused now than I was when we started, but I think you're you're employed to basically measure the return on investment that wool growers have in certain projects. That's right. We're right. contracted to do that. So uh, how do you do that? I mean, it's uh, easy for some projects and not so easy for others. Can you give us an example of a, a case study? Certainly. Look, all the evaluations that we undertake uh, largely are put up on the AWI website. So they're available for a peer review and also for broad information exchange. What we tend to focus on is not the project, which is the areas that AW might invest in, but we look at the program level. So the strategic plan goes down to programs. I think there's 23 programs in the current strategic plan. Uh, so we focus on at the program level and we look at uh, different methods for on-farm or sheep production programs compared to the processing, innovation, education, extension portfolio as compared to the marketing. Uh, at the moment, we're doing a, a lot of work for the organisation and the marketing side. And the basic parameter we look at for measurement and evaluation there is looking at the investment the organisation makes, expect to make over this coming strategic planning period and look at how that will increase new demand. In other words, how much that investment will actually change consumer perceptions uh, and increase their buying behaviour, i.e. they're purchasing more wool than they otherwise would or they're willing to pay a higher price for the wool that they're currently consuming. If we can identify that volume of new demand, we can then translate that back into a farm-level benefit for Australian wool growers. Well, marketing is, is always a, a contentious one. Um, so let's have a look at one particular example, uh, a case study that you have completed for a marketing program. Well, one of the ones that's up on the website is Campaign for Wool, which was a program under the previous strategic plan and has been carried over to, to this strategic planning period. What we look at is that program involves a number of stores working in collaboration with AWI, uh, across, uh, I think, nine countries it was rolled out to. We then go into those partner stores and we do surveys uh, in those stores to find out 
what's motivating the consumers to buy it. So if the consumer goes into those stores, we ask them a question, are you familiar with the campaign for wool theme and the collaboration with AWI? If they're familiar with that theme and we've changed their behaviour, then we can find out how much is new demand. And we also go to those partners and collect information on their wool sales. So we look at their total wool sales and then we look at how much is can be attributed to the collaboration with AWI and the collaboration theme, and that gives us our new demand. All right, well, Dave, thank you very much for joining the yarn. We have discussed another issue you and I over many years, which is the Eastern Market Indicator not being a fair or uh, a good indication of the wool market, but that is something for another day. But for now, thanks for your time. Pleasure, Maris, thank you. You're listening to The Yarn, which is Australian Wool Innovations podcast. And I'm sitting here with Ashley Hollis from Australian Wool Innovation. She is the project manager for Wool for School, one of our most successful education programs. It's been going for a number of years now. Ash, welcome to The Yarn and tell us a little bit about Wool for School. Wool for School is a secondary competition for design and textile students, but really it's for any students that are interested in design and wanting to take the next step and learning about becoming a fashion designer whilst also learning about Australia's number one fibre, which is our merino wool. Um, so what they need to do is read the brief, which is on woolforschool.com, and then they just need to create and illustrate a design based around that brief using 80% wool, whilst also providing a mood board and creative statement to support their design. So they just submit and off they go. They can win a prize. They can win a internship with Saba for next year. Also, a Year 12 student who is the winner also receives a scholarship to White House Institute of Design. And there's also some great cash prizes as well as banana sewing machines as well. So it's a great prizes all around for every year. So Wolfer School has been around for a few years now, but in recent times has absolutely exploded in popularity amongst secondary school students. The design brief this year is an absolute killer. Tell us about it. It's sure to be very, very popular. So the design brief this year is for the student to design a garment for their favourite musician. So that could be Justin Bieber, Ariana Grande, anyone from One Direction. And the design is for them to use during one of their performance whilst using 80% wool within their garment. So it's quite it's quite broad, but um, could have some fun there as well for the students. Now, I don't think a lot of people realise how big this competition has become. Last year, there were 12,000 students that were registered on it. There are a lot of schools, a lot of teachers, a lot of kids now feeling, touching wool, thinking about wool because of this. What feedback are you getting from students, but most importantly, teachers who are the ones that decide if this makes it into the classroom. Teachers are enjoying the program because it's fresh, it's new, it's something that students are interested in learning about um, because of that sustainability factor as well, which is within all the classrooms within Australia at the moment, um, having to learn about a fibre, how it's sustainable from, from farm to fashion, 
and it's it's right on trend uh, with what's going on with the with the youth of Australia as well. So the feedback we've received from teachers is incredible. Um, teachers love implementing it within the classrooms. They alter it to meet their classroom needs, but they also love the resources that are provided. So when a teacher registers, they actually get a nice little pack which has fabric samples in it, woven and knitted, whilst also have a USB with useful information to use in the classroom to engage and inspire their their students. So the feedback is is incredible and teachers of the textile industry have really welcomed the program over the number of years. So yeah, it's been fabulous feedback. That's Ashley Hollis, who manages the Wool for School program. If you have any connections to secondary schools, please point them towards Wool for School. It's really connecting Wool with a lot of school students across Australia and now in Hong Kong as well. Beyond the Bale is the Australian Wool Innovation magazine. It has been around for many years. It gets posted directly to 37,000 wool growers. It is edited by Richard Smith at AWI and he is one of the um, most polite staff members at AWI. Richard, uh, welcome to The Yarn. Thanks very much, Marius. So, Richard, you have now just completed your 60th edition of Beyond the Bale, I understand, and uh, you are still sane. I really enjoy uh, producing the magazine uh, because it covers the, the whole pipeline. It, it covers the on-farm area all the way through to uh, the marketing that we do. So I could one day be doing um, a story about uh, sheepworms, for instance, and then uh, the following day I could be covering a, a fashion show in Milan that's using wool, for instance. It is a particularly diverse um, organisation that we work for. As you say, it goes from sort of wild dogs right through to the catwalks of Milan, what have you. How do you actually get uh, the stories? Are they sent to you? Do you write them yourself? Or do they, they come from a collection of areas? Yeah, that's right. Um, it's our obligation to report to wool levy payers about where AWI is investing their levies. So uh, we report half on the R&D that we do and, and uh, half on the uh, marketing that we do. We also get suggestions from wool growers and, and uh, I very much uh, like getting those suggestions and I also scout around and, and find my own stories. So uh, yes, they, they certainly are, a lot of them have an AWI angle, but um, as a more general interest stories in there as well. Now you've been uh, the editor for a number of years. Uh, obviously the uh, publication has changed a lot since, um, since you started. How has it changed and um, how is it evolving into the future? I think the biggest change is that about six or seven years ago, we uh, took the production of the magazine in-house. Previously, it was done by an external consultant with me being the project manager. However, now we write most of the articles in-house and we also lay out the magazine by our in-house graphic designers. So that has huge cost savings as well. That's Richard Smith, editor of Beyond the Bale. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this episode of The Yarn. Again, if you have any suggestions or indeed a question or an issue you'd like followed up please get in touch but for now from me Murray is coming farewell <laughs>